What is going on? BW Sports One World, the Dukes are live. What is happening, my brother? Not a whole hell of a lot. Just soaking in all this good preseason and training camp football. That's about it for the one since I have basically put basketball on the back burner because it is football season. It is. It changed pretty quick this year. It felt like it was uh, not much of a break, obviously. And line them up, line them up. No, the hat was making me look all (laughs) weird looking. (laughs) I don't know if that's the hat. (laughs) Got a point there. You opened the door on that one. I I did. I had to step through. I did. Hey, uh, you know, I'm liking your shirt. Yeah, this is a pretty nice shirt. You know what I mean? I can't wait to wear it this Saturday. Oh, I'm oh, tearing up shit. The mic stand. I'm tearing up shit. <laughs> um, so what the hell's been going on, bro? Oh man, well, been a little bit busy on the combat sports realm of things lately. You know, a couple fights coming up, but this is football. It's football season. We're finally here. Yes, preseason. Like you said, preseason and camp football right now. But the feeling of being on the gridiron is back, baby. We are only a mere couple weeks before we really unleash on the gridiron scene. All right, I hear you on that. And since you mentioned it, well, I guess we'll throw those dates out real quick for the people. Um, September 25th. Uh, it's Wednesday. Yes, August 25th. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving ahead. August 25th is our NCAA kickoff show. So we'll discuss, you know, conferences. Uh, we'll I would damn well know we're going to talk about this super conference. And we'll probably mention the fact that I did say something not too long ago about there's going to be an intermediate, <laughs> an intermediate league in between the NFL and the uh, NCAA, and it appears it's going to be the SEC. <laughs> well, you know, it, the Pac-12, what was it, a year or two ago, started doing their movements to do their own little conference or whatever it was as far as the California, the West Coast deal. Yeah, and that was shot. That went totally. down in a blaze of glory. <laughs> yeah, but now, like you said, you got these powerhouses up, and they're ready to roll on their own. Um, and they're adding teams to it. You know, obviously, what was it? Uh, Oklahoma and Texas. Texas. But we're not going to get too deep in, so we got to save some of that, man. Right. right. But, yeah, I agree, man. This, there's a lot of changes. And your school is, again, the the key the <laughs> is, the, is, is like – I don't know how you could describe it, what Notre Dame's place in this is, because they are really the only independent school left. Pretty much all of the other independent, I think it was BYU and blah, blah, blah. Pretty much all the rest of the independents in football have gone to a conference. No, You could say Notre Dame's in a conference because they play an ACC heavy, but they're not in a conference. Yeah. But we'll discuss the pros and cons of them getting in the conference and staying out of a conference. Right now, I don't see a whole lot of pros of them going to a conference because they're still getting in the national championship conversation. They're still getting in the playoff. Might be getting their ass whipped, but they're getting in the playoffs. And they have their own TV deal. Why would I share 
TV deal with anybody. Right. <laughs> well, in my opinion in, on that is real quick. If you are good enough to keep the NBC contract, then by all means, why do move to a conference? However, you have to be good, people. You can't just always be that, oh, we almost did it, or, oh, we made it, but we got our ass beat, like you said. You got to step over the hump. I mean, you can say that about a whole bunch of other schools. But Notre Dame had that NBC contract when they was winning three games. So I, I don't see it going anywhere. <laughs> I remember it was a few years ago we really sucked. And there was a couple games that were not aired on NBC. Like Air Force game, I think. And, hell, they probably beat us that year. I mean, but I ain't going to lie to you. Who wants to watch Notre Dame Air Force? Maybe Notre Dame Navy. <laughs> but Notre Dame Air Force. But um, it's a nice little cup you got there, buddy. Mm-hmm. It should say bomb burgers on it. Soon, I think they're getting some uh, some apparel and all that for bomb burgers. But hey, seventy nine sixty US thirty one South on the south side of Indianapolis. Go get your bomb burgers because they are the bomb. And what do they have going on with the Dukes later on this month? Well, since you asked, I must tell. So they are giving away from August first to August thirty first. You have your chance to enter in a drawing for the two a pair of Colts home opener season tickets against the Seattle Seahawks. Go into 7960 US 31 South. Take a copy of your receipt or drop your receipt in. Write your name and your contact information. Drop it in the drop box. And September 8th, the last Duke show before the regular season kicks off, we will be drawing... For a winner. And the game is that, that weekend, September 12th. Yes. And what he mentioned was the Duke show. We have two other shows, uh, special shows outside of the NCAA, which will be our NFL kickoff shows broken down in two parts. We'll do the AFC um, on September, uh, yeah, First. September 1st. And we'll do the NFC on what's vice versa, whichever one. We'll do the conference on September 8th. So, and those days when September 8th will be when you would find out if you were breaking news for that game, the Colts and Seattle Seahawks, Carson Wentz and their right tackle are expect left, left tackle. Left, yeah. yeah, the important tackle. Right. The blind side. <laughs> yes, they are expected to be available for game one of the regular season. So I guess I can stop talking about Nick Foles now. Which is very interesting and intriguing coming out just a week after. Oh, they both need surgery. Kind of lost on that. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of smoke and mirrors going on right now. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, but I know they just re-signed Frank Wright and somebody else to what 2026? I believe so. Yep. Yeah. So you way to go. All right, that's enough for the goats. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh I guess let's move on into it unless you got something else. Oh, I'm ready for some uh I'm ready to jump into Tornado Alley. Tornado, Tornado Alley, Lane. Tornado Lane. Damn it. <laughs> whatever we want to call it is where 
the Indiana Tornadoes whirl around and destroy all their opponents. <laughs> Every time I think of no, tornado, um, I think of uh, the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> no, I'm not going to lie to you. When I think of a tornado, and I've not seen not single one of these movies, I always think of Sharknado. <laughs> wow. And I haven't seen not one of them. <laughs> I have not seen those. I have seen Twister. That's a decent great movie, movie though. Great movie. Great movie. Bill I mean, Pillman, I think. All, all I know, it felt like the tornado was after them. The like, whole time. <laughs> but yet, they were chasing it. Right. <laughs> but they had a vendetta. I don't know. The tornadoes was fighting back. <laughs> <laughs> But the reason why we mentioned the Indiana Tornadoes, um, your good friend, Dan DeLion, and myself, the one, will be at Beach Grove High School this Saturday, 6.30, tip-off time for the first playoff game of this season for the Indiana Tornadoes. And it just happens to be family night. Family night. That's right. We're bringing back some good old fun stuff at halftime with the lion says there'll be, uh, you know, some famous. I think they're talking about face painting and some other stuff. You, you know, you probably meet and greet with the players and stuff like that. So come on out to Beach Grove High School. Join us. We'll be in the booth and I'm looking for the cookie lady. The cookie lady. The cookie mom. I'm going to call yes. her cookie mom. Cookie mom, cookie yes. mom, because those snow globe cone ball that whatever they were all good. Those were good. They were tasty. <laughs> they were good. Very tasty. <laughs> so uh, make sure you, if you can come out to Beach Grove High School. The scorching Indiana heat will not be there this weekend. After tomorrow, it's going to knock down just a bit, so it's going to be a comfortable evening to enjoy some good semi-pro football. Bring your families out, and most of all. Bring your third down keys. Yes, Please. we want to hear that place jingling like hell when we say third down. I jingling, baby. Go jingling. ahead, baby. Jingling, baby. Go ahead, baby. Oh, my bad. I'll wow. get back to before you were born. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. So let's keep this train moving. <laughs> Um, let's get into, let's talk a little bit about the NCAA. I just wanted to have something to talk about with the, uh, collegiate fellas. It's not always about the NFL guys. You know, you got to look at the young guys who is trying to get up, but there's not a lot of football or football going on in the college room. Obviously they're in their, their, their programs and getting ready for their season to start. I think it's the first week of September. No, it actually starts the weekend of our, um, college show. So yep. those are going to be good. There's actually some pretty good marquee matchups that I did notice. We'll talk about those uh, when we hit that college show. There's Y'all got like three or four big games this year. So it's going to be pretty key. But the thing that i like to talk about today, uh, let's do a little history. You know what I mean? Both of these categories that we're going to talk about today has a little to do with a, with a little bit of history and a little wow. bit of suckiness that has been happening in um, certain certain places. So first off, let's talk about there's been there's been a change. Of in, course, uh, this would be your first topic. <laughs> man, it, it, there's been a change. Well, we've been on top for a while, so it has nothing to do with it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the shift. So I want to know, do you know the nine? Okay, 
Um, trivia question. I probably should have put it up earlier, but I was nursing a headache. But do you know, uh, let's say, five of the nine winningest programs in college football? I do. <laughs> I know you know three. <laughs> I do. Uh, I mean, you. Want, I can go down the line. I'm pretty. Do you know? High. Do you know them in order? Yes, I do. All right, because you looked it up. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> Starting with number nine, you have the Nittley Lions of Penn State. 902 wins, 398 losses, and 41 ties. I, I can't stand ties. I think that should they should abolish those completely. But it is what it is. We'll talk about that on another topic. <laughs> I mean, the ties in college football is like um, – is 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 like the uh, breakaway foul in basketball in, in the NBA. Yeah, I, I, I <laughs> think the NFL, foul. Yeah, the NFL needs to go away from it too. I, yeah. I, you can't tie it again. That's like I mean, but it's it's much harder the NFL to do it than it is. I don't know. Is, We've seen it several times over the past few years. I mean, I guess I don't know. I just think it's harder because we see it like a lot in college football. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. But um, and you speak about Penn State. I mean, a historic college. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they've been playing for a long time. They've been what was the first season in 1887. So they've been playing football for a long time. But they've been at a high level for a long time. They did have a lull there. You know, I mean, even while Joe Pa was there, they still had a lull, but they were still winning games. Right. You know, what I mean, it wasn't too often that they were winning. You know, two three game seasons. You know, I mean, they were still giving you you know, seven, eight, nine wins, you know, maybe not getting quality bowl games, but they were going. I think the and lowest. a very tough conference, too. Yes, yes. But Penn State was, uh, uh, was uh, what's named before they jumped in the Big Ten? They were um, independent. Independent. Yeah, they, yeah they were. Now, they were, their football team was independent uh, before they jumped to the Big Ten. Gotcha. So, um, and that was one of the reasons why they were moving because they weren't winning games. And then you had the issue with uh, Sardeski or whatever the little toucher dude was that kind of put a big hurt on their program. But their coach now, whoever they got, I can't remember his name, but he has built that program back to what we have known as kids to what Penn State has been. So, yeah, Penn State at number nine. I agree there. Um, Nebraska at number Another eight. historical uh, program. You know, you think back to the mid-90s, especially. They were they were the Big 12 team. Yep, yep. You, you had to go through Nebraska in a lot of parts of that, in, in a lot of parts of those seasons in there to do anything. Talk about a bowl game. If you beat them, that was one of the highest points of, of your season. Yeah, at that time, they were um, – Pac-12, not Pac-12, uh, Big 12. And they were the uh, the powerhouses. You know what I'm saying? Oklahoma was, at that time, Nebraska. Oklahoma was kind of after after their couple Heismans. Well, I forgot who the names were. Uh, but Nebraska has kind of stepped up. And then Texas turned back around. And so Oklahoma went down and Nebraska jumped ship, you know, and went to the Big Ten, you know, kind of strengthened the Big Ten a little bit. But it also kind of weakened because when they came there, you know, I mean, they they didn't have Tommy Frazier no more. They found they were playing defenses against them in the Big Ten. 
<laughs> yeah, playing defenses that were designed for their type of play. You know what I mean? The Big Ten and uh, – well, no. The Big Ten is the only team, the only conference that has not really as a whole adjusted to the fast-paced um, offenses that we have now. You know what I mean? Um, OSU has obviously done it. Uh, Minnesota's working on it. Uh, Penn State has transitioned a little bit. But, you know what I mean, that that pound and bruiser thing only works in the conference. But when you come out the conference, you're getting aired out because these guys is moving. Nope. So um, Nebraska's pretty good. That, yep. What was that record? 905 and 399 and 41 again. Yep, that good old 41 tie. <laughs> and then speaking of, we got the Sooners. We got Oklahoma at six. Tied with tied. Yale. Yep. With Yale. See, that's the one that I don't think people would have ever gotten. Right. I mean, Yale been winning games for a while. I think Yale was the first football game. Wasn't it Yale and Rutgers? I want to say yes. That sounds very, very correct. I mean, 1872. So that's the number right now <laughs> uh, for Yale. Uh, Oklahoma, obviously Oklahoma is what Oklahoma does. I think Oklahoma is the school with the most Heisman Trophy winners, isn't it? I believe so. It sounds correct. Uh, Maybe USC. No, no. I'm, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang out with Oklahoma for a minute until we. That might be right. I think you might be right on that. Yeah, I don't know. Sounds right. It sounds right because they put up what two in the last three in the last what five years. Five years. Yeah. Yep. And then they had one guy. No, he was at oh that other school. Never mind. Uh, and then so number five, which kind of kind of hurt me a little bit because you were number two for so long, mm-hmm. and you dropped to number five, Notre Dame. Yep, nine eighteen, uh, three twenty eight, and forty two. You have a seventy two percent winning percentage. Now Notre Dame is tied with Alabama and Ohio State for the highest winning percentage in college football history with seventy three percent of its games. However, over the past few years, well, not past couple, but within the the Brian Kelly era and before, in between him and the wonderful Lou Holtz, we've had some treacherous years. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was bad. Kelly's thing. It's like yeah, it was bad. I I still say is everybody has a curse in my eyes. Right now, Notre Dame has the Lou Holtz curse. Sorry. And I, that's just how I feel. <laughs> I'll call it the boosters curse. <laughs> the boosters curse. <laughs> so yeah, I'm a little I'm a little surprised by the Notre Dame thing. Uh, but I mean, y'all put up what 10 win seasons the last three years. So I think you're getting back on track. Not sure when um you'll be able to jump the hump and get that national championship again, uh, because of the style of play of the teams that you have to play. And frankly, I mean, I just said, and this is a problem that my school has. I mean, it's cold up here, bro. Yeah. It's cold up here. October and past it, it's a (laughs) toss-up of what kind of weather is going to be hitting. It's cold up here. You can't be flashy up here, bro. Yeah. Yeah. You got to stay warm. (laughs) And (laughs) somebody must have that lake effect. Yeah. That don't help anyone. No. No. And some of those, (laughs) some of those Southern players, man, they don't want to come north. They don't have to come north no more because you got these powerhouses down south now. So yep. uh, let's finish this out. Uh, number four, you got Texas, yep. which 
actually pissed me off that they were above you. <laughs> they've had a couple years where they've been, you know, again, 10 and 2, 10 and 3. They're up there again. You know, and I'm going to have to look into that because I think I, I still think they're underachieving. I still think they're oh. completely underachieving. And it's not going to get any better with them jumping ship to the SEC. No, I agree with you wholeheartedly. They've been underachieving for a while now because everybody's talked about how every beginning of the season, oh, Texas this year, they got the team. They got the team. Well, they flop every Every time. year. <laughs> they might beat Oklahoma, but they'll lose against like Texas Tech or somebody like that where they shouldn't lose, and it just throws their whole season off. Uh, their thorn would be the Horn Frogs, yes. and their yes. president really brought that apparent in the in the uh, press conference or the hearing that they had with the conference. So just like, oh yeah, by the way, you're only three and twelve against uh, the Horn Frogs. <laughs> <laughs> Went right at them, but like, and then didn't even give them a chance to respond. Just kept on going. I think what else did she say? Say, so, oh, oh, you just rather get you know beat by Alabama instead of TCU. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think Oklahoma um, has the better transition. I think their team is set up and the way they play can can transition better and win quicker in the SEC than I think Texas can. Um, tied for tied at number two, we got who's no. just been killing everybody the last Nick Saban years. Um, Alabama at nine twenty nine three three one forty three, and they're tied with that school in Ohio. Um, at number two, and both of them have a 730 winning percentage, which just now, I think over the last two years, jumped Michigan as the highest winning percentage in uh college football. So, and I blame Harbaugh wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly, <laughs> but anyway, you know, I uh, no, no, I can't do that because you got to put Rich, you got to put Rich Rodriguez in there, well, yeah, and you got to put Brady Hoke in there. <laughs> <laughs> Which one would you have rather kept around? Oh. Uh, Rich Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> <Pretty up>. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's clear. <laughs> so, yes, both of those schools are tied in second. Um, OSU has always been, you know, um, in that conversation, just on the outside of winning this program, um, winning this percentage. They've always been on the outside of these two schools, um, Notre Dame and Michigan. But over the last, I mean, 10 years with Trestle and Meyer and now the new guy, they've kind of just been on a consistent 10, 11, 12 game uh, winning streak. And it's kind of improved their percentages. It's improved their wins. Um, I mean, but you can't, there's nothing you can say about Alabama. Alabama just does what Alabama does. You know I mean, they had a longer drought than most people think they did. But since that drought, it's yeah. You know what I mean, because after the Bears, I mean Alabama was looking pretty bad. Like mm-hmm. Alabama, and then Alabama was good again. It was like I don't even like. Listen, I don't even remember Alabama being good before they were good. Forrest Gump era. Yeah, I mean, so that would have made <laughs> me what three, two, uh, one. Because that was the late sixties. Negative something. <laughs> Negative. <laughs> but they had a low too. They had a, a 15 year low or something. I think so. That was pretty exciting. Um, and then who you have at the top all time within this program, uh, regardless if we've been sucking forever, 
since 2004, really, technically 2004. But we've been sucking forever. But we are still, out of all the ass whoopings that we've taken from OSU in the last 15 years, we are still the winningest team ever. I will throw this in, sir. Your winning percentage is at a 727 percentage. Notre Dame's is at a 729. We're still got you on that. I'm holding on to anything and everything cool. I can. <laughs> I'm cool. I'm cool. Just like we're still being mentioned. <laughs> well, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll get into that drought. We'll break the drought of our uh, rivalry. And like in what, 13 years? <laughs> no, I'm hoping it's rekindled here soon. Uh, there's been talks, yep. very preliminary talks. Uh, potentially within the next five years. So hopefully. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. Holding on for dear life. Holding on for dear life. All right. Uh, last thing with college football, real quick. Um, what happened? So they. So I wanted the question is what happened to some of these schools that happened to be on that list with the winning these program? They came out with a a, a tier system, mm-hmm. uh, one two three tier system of schools that haven't had any national championships in the last 15 years. So um, tier one would be the closest school to becoming a, a powerhouse again. And they got Georgia is the only school in there. Now you ask why Georgia is in there because Georgia hasn't won any national championships in the last 15 years. And they have been underachieving regardless in the SEC behind Florida, behind Alabama, behind Auburn, because all of them have won national championships. Mm-hmm. So except for Georgia. So and they've had players, they've had teams, they have guys go highly drafted, they have great NFLs to teams. They just don't have the coaching to put it all together. Yep. I agree. Obviously something needs to be done down there if they're wanting to continue on. Right. Because the um, SEC is just getting tougher. Yes, it is. And the tier two are schools that um are again trending in the right way, but just keep having issues that keep them keep them from getting to where they need to be. Obviously, Texas, we talked about them. You know, they keep being highly talked about. Um, high profile coaches coming in there and it's just not working out, along with Texas AM and UCLA. Both of those guys got the high profile guys, and they're just not winning games, but they're supposed to. So <clears throat> then you got, you know, Florida's kind of kicking back in there. Notre yep. Dame's stuck in that position because they just can't put their foot over the hump. And then you got, you know, North Carolina with Mac Brown down there, you know, moving from Texas, took a couple years off. Now is North Carolina. He's definitely establishing that program to be something big here soon. I'd say they will potentially be uh, very high up in the ACC rankings this year and moving forward. Along with the other two teams mentioned here, too, with Herm Edwards uh, completely revamping the Arizona Sun Devils, uh, Arizona State Sun Devils, and then uh, Maryland. Maryland has been a thorn in a lot of these big teams in the Big Ten in a minute. So Maryland, look for the Terps to go back to uh, some of those early years when they were. Uh, But here's the group that concerns me. The tier, the tier four. The Lost Glory Schools is what they call them. The Lost Glory Schools. And we have – Who's in let's there? Let's go. Let's go. Miami, Michigan, hey. USC, Nebraska, and Tennessee. All of these schools have always been good. 
have always been in the national championship conversation, have always produced, but lately all they do is run their damn hardball mouth. You know, there's another one in there that really sticks out to me. The LSU Tigers. Well, it can't be. They've won a national championship in the last 15 years. LSU and Arizona State are on here as a fourth tier. Well, I'm right here. They got Miami, Michigan, USC, Nebraska, and Tennessee. Uh, I don't know. Well, there's some uh, – <laughs> There's some uh, difference in, in discussions here. <laughs> yeah, because I'm on ESPN and so are you. <laughs> so who wrote yeah, the I damn know. article? <laughs> Good question. No, I don't. But just to name those ones that you talked about, I mean, there, there's there's teams in there that they should be better. They should be in contention every year. And I don't know what's going on with them. I, I mean, some of them, yeah, I have a, I have opinions on that we could probably talk about on the 25th of August at our college uh, college preview show, but I don't want to get too deep into it right now. We just wanted to mention it and discuss that real quick because there is issues involved in NCAA. Now, my question is, and I'm going to leave this part with this, maybe we'll dive into it a little further on the 25th, is the money deals – Posing an issue for these tiering of programs. I doubt it. Oh, money's got something to do with everything. No, because not really, because Miami and Michigan and USC lose football games, but they're still three of the highest selling apparel worldwide. So I don't really think money really has anything to do with it. Money's got something to do with it somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. That's, that's man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There you got it for the uh, the NCAA chatter for today. Um, I think right before we get into this football, we have, I think, one more uh, thing we have to uh, discuss. But I guess I'll do this first. Performance where the dream of elite fitness becomes a reality. And we have another powerlifting competition coming up September 18th at the new facility of elite performance just around the corner from where they are. Check out all the information and register at elitepteindy.com today. All right. <laughs> I'm getting the head nod. Looks like I'm uh I'm doing my neck exercises. Ah, I see. I get you. I get you. <laughs> well, we're moving from the amateurs to the professionals. 
That is true. You like how I did that? I mean, the well, the technically amateurs. All right, so we're not going to give you a whole bunch of football uh, NFL junk today. We're just going to talk about what was going on the last uh, few weeks. And then that's it because y'all not getting nothing football listed until we're ready to uh, give you the the guts and the glory. So um, we had the Hall of Fame inductees in um, this past weekend in Canton. The thing that stuck out to me the most of the Hall of Fame uh, weekend, and it wasn't the, the fact that the, the even though it was preseason, Steelers get to beat up on anybody Cowboyish. That had nothing to do with it. <laughs> it all had to do with the Hall of Fame speeches, man. Did Peyton give his commissioners? Uh, uh, what? Uh, what? What? I mean. I don't know what the word is. There's definitely <laughs> a future for Peyton Manning in the National Football League somewhere. Hey, Roger, better watch out. Peyton's coming for that job, bro, because I was inspired. You know what I mean? I was ready to go play some football. <laughs> I mean, there, there. it's no secret that Roger Goodell is not the, the most liked commissioner ever of the NFL. A lot of players definitely respect and admire Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is a great individual. He's done stuff on and off the field for 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 everything and, and a lot of people potentially I, serving I, yeah. his term. <laughs> I just I just like the fact that uh, Peyton has always been about um, preserving the football legacy. Let this is this is our sport. We have to uplift it. Uh, we have to protect it and we have to keep it, you know, gradually moving forward. Um, Roger Goodell is a businessman. You know what I mean? I get it. The NFL is a business, but this is a bit. I mean, he's a businessman. What what is to say if a um, former player, because I don't think we've ever had a commissioner that was a former player in any sport. Mm-mm. Not that I'm aware of. No, you know I mean, so what I mean. What? Why not have somebody who played the game that truly understands the game lead the game? I'm not disagreeing with that at all. 100% agree that that could be one of the best eras of football that we would ever witness if not just Peyton Manning, but if somebody who had played through the program, through the system, moved up, moved this, moved that, put – was put over it. I think that would be a great thing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So uh, that was the biggest thing that stood out for me, um, Hall of Fame weekend. Um, but the second biggest thing that stood out for me, Hall of Fame weekend, was the induct- the induction of the greatest Michigan Wolverine of all Wolverinedom. I'll give you that. No disgraded Desmond Howard, dude, you 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 the badass. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, what I mean, there have been so many, it's hard to say, but he's the best. You know, well, damn, Tom, but no, no, because Tom wasn't that great when he was at Michigan. Because right. remember, he was a seventh round pick and he he's was behind, he was a backup. So we'll, we'll say that the Charles Wilson, greatest Wolverine ever. I'm not, I'm not discrediting that at all. And when you can continually wear an ascot on national TV and get no flag from the black community, you are the man. 
That's that's all I got. And then my Steelers, you know, Palomalu, Coach Cower. Awesome. So it was a good weekend. Um that was cool this, to see Bill Cower uh get the the notice on air. Yeah. He's like, Oh, you're doing this right now. He goes, Well, I can walk. He's like, No, 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 no. I'm gonna hold you here. I wanna hear this. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and Jimmy Johnson, I mean, I know he was a cowboy, but I was a fan of Jimmy Johnson because he stood up to Jerry. You know what I'm saying? So I was a fan. And as much as I hated him in Miami and the college scene, and then obviously in the NFL scene, I got to give nothing but respect to him. He was one of the greatest coaches. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty much that for the Hall of Fame game. I mean, I guess we could talk about the game. Uh, The end result, it was preseason. Hell, I think four (laughs) starters played. Uh, The Cowboys have to address their defense. Absolutely. Going to have to address their defense. I was actually pretty impressed with a uh, Pittsburgh's backup defense. Um, so, but I still think they're third in that, in that division. But here we go. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the only thing that I want to throw out there is turnovers. Dallas, if, if I don't care who's out on that field, you can't lose the ball three times in a game and expect to, to do anything in a win. You got to, you've got to cover that ball. You've got to protect yeah. it. And that's any team, but I mean, yeah, they, they dropped it twice and then threw an interception once. There's three you can't have. Yeah, the interception was bad too. I like saw it coming. I was like, don't throw. Oh, he threw it. He threw it. <laughs> <laughs> not hurt so, my feelings uh, by any means. <laughs> so no, not at all. But you know, let's go get it. All right. So that's pretty much all we got for you today. Uh, no, there was something else. A-A-R-A. Aaron Rodgers press conference. God, that was the funniest shit that I've ever seen. I've never seen a player just go at the team so smooth-like. Just like, I think they didn't know he was talking about them until it was over. I don't know how you wouldn't know that he was talking about them. I got a double-edged sword here. For one, I like and respect him in the manner that he is uh, he's he's protecting and stepping up for his teammates on that aspect. I see that and I agree with that to an extent because on the flip side, you're a player. You're not a you're not um, part of the management team as far as the general manager. You're not part of the ownership. You are a very very high key player that maybe should have a little bit of insight on the team. But as far as there's certain things going, I mean, he elaborated on a lot of stuff. That's not your job. I I think he did absolutely right on both sides because he never said, I want to make the decisions. Just run it by me. You know what I mean? I've earned that right. And I think in a lot of job scenarios, they're valued employees. They do run it by it. Not to say that you're going to do what I say or do what I ask, but just just. Run it by me. I mean, do you think Ursae didn't run shit by Peyton? Maybe not everything, though. Not ever, but when it came to personnel, like especially on the offense, maybe not so much the defense. But if my quarterback is saying I want this guy, it's probably a good thing for me to keep that guy. Don't just ignore him. You know what I mean? If you're not gonna keep him, at least listen to him and say, okay, well, I heard your side. We still want to do this. That's fine. And I'm, and That's- I'm not disagreeing with that part, but. Like the other thing, when he was talking about the defensive personnel that, that were let go, it's like, man, 
I understand like, where you're coming from. If it's a receiver or somebody protecting you or something like that, yeah, you should have a little bit of insight being who you are and the stature that you've given yourself over the years with that organization. Yes, I agree wholeheartedly on that. But as far as there's certain things, he does act like a drama queen on some things, my opinion. We'll agree to disagree. He's That's fine. <laughs> He's a quarterback. <laughs> He's True. a quarterback. We had that conversation for go a while ago. Who's the biggest divas? Quarterbacks or receivers? Huh, quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> but no, I just thought it was I thought it was cool. And then what's so bad and what was so great about it, he goes out in training camp and he kills it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's so, still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I mean, we have we we've seen very little right now that's matching his caliber on on the field and in that position. I agree with it, and he is going to go into the Hall of Fame one day. But if you don't like your your position with the team that you're currently with, do something because you have he to did change. he pulled he called he did he pulled the Trump card and got paid. <laughs> Okay. Did you, did you want paid or did you want out? No, he didn't get paid. He he didn't turn. He didn't take that money. It wasn't about the money. He wanted to have a little more say in how his Hall of Fame career is going to end. You know that's and I don't think that's any. I don't think that's wrong for any player of his stature. You know, what I mean, if it's you know Pat McAfee, you probably don't get that. But this is Aaron Rodgers. You know what I'm saying? I'd like to say if I want to retire here or not to be, or at least close to it. You know what I mean? Give me an option. You know what I mean? Yo, don't just, just, you know what I mean? Decide like Peyton had it. Uh, Tom Brady put it in his where he got to control the end. You know what I'm saying? All he wants to do is have this organization continue the winning ways that they used to stop just playing, you know, money ball. That's what I think. But um, last thing that we got before the people um this is going to lead into our show for the 25th it is our karma coin social media question of the week the charitable cryptocurrency that gives away supercars and teslas are on the way baby that's right four not one not two not three but four they're doing the full sexy lineup if we get people to do this for one the S, the S model is purchased and ready, okay? The three model, we need to get $2 million worth of volume in Karma Coin, and they will buy the three model. If we reach $5 million in volume, they will then purchase the X model. And then if there's 25,000 wallets in Karma, they will buy the Y model. Fast forward, shortcut to everything, retweet the sexy September uh, thing on our on ours and get Elon Musk to retweet it for us. Boom. You have your chance to win up to one hundred thousand dollars, depending on your volume, um, your, your ownership in karma and all four models purchased and ready to roll. And there you go. And that question for the lead up into the 25th show um who will be in the college playoff this year who will be in the college playoff this year cannot wait i cannot wait the preview show is going to be awesome 
Football season is almost here. Fully preseason, yes. This I got to give man. props to Harold Carmichael for finally getting into the Hall of Fame for my Eagles. I loved it. I like seeing him. He deserved it. I had to throw that in there, you know. <laughs> you were supposed to. Right. I have to. So um, that's what we got, folks. I um, hope that's on Saturday at the uh, Indiana Tornadoes uh, home playoff game, family night, Beach Grove High School, 630 tip-off. Um, great games and prizes at halftime. Come out and have a good time. Um, also, you know, you got us. Um, August 25th, college football uh, kickoff show, September 1st and September 8th, uh, NCAA. Um, God damn it. <laughs> NFL kickoff show. Boom. And just to let everybody know, there is something in the works for your stocking stuffers. I can't wait to introduce the world to this here shortly. Yep, it's coming. Your stocking stuffers are going to be filled with tasty treats. Ooh, I'm going to leave it dangling. Dangling? Can you reach it? <laughs> Not fast enough. <laughs> uh, all right. Hey, tell the people where they can find what's hap hap happening with the network and all of his network friends. All the stuff can be found at BWSports1.com. For all your hap-hap happenings, check out BW Sports one Black and White Sports, Checkers and Wreckers, Super Kicking It with Steven, Quantum Inspirations with Monica P, Combat Zone with the Lion, and obviously the state of basketball is in a little transition time because it is football season now. And the We're going every two weeks. We're going every other week. The state of basketball? Yep. Gotcha. There you go. All right. That's all I got, guys. Make sure. Oh, you know what? We're trying to really ramp up our Instagram and YouTube channel. All right. Help us out. YouTube channel BW Sports One. Instagram is BW Sports 317 because we are from the Naptown. 317 is the original area code. I can't even remember what the second, the new area code is. Don't care. I forgot all about it. All I know, I know is 812 and 219 and 765. There's another one. I don't know. Right. But they're out there. Around here, this is the 317. BW Sports 317 on Instagram. Check out all the hap hap happenings on bwsports1.com. And as always, the one, the lion. What do we do? Every day of the week. Well, we try to stay as ugly as possible. No, we try to keep in as sporty as we possibly can. Pew, pew! Laser beams, laser beams, sharks with laser beams on their heads. Check out Sharknado. <laughs> We're out! Peace! <laughs>